Coriander is the devil's herb. Hello and welcome to My Middle Name is Trevor, a podcast from three local Oxford DJs, including myself, Tony Nanton, and my other co-hosts, Nathan Swifty Swift and Adrian Spex Prescott. This is the last of a series and we'll be back in about two weeks' time. Uh, this week I went on a bit of a rant and a bit of this and a bit of that. We're just here to try and change the world a little. Hope you enjoy it and uh, catch up with you soon. I was like you boys and didn't have anything better to do in my life. <laughs> right. Um, gentlemen, are you wearing boxes or are you wearing them kind of like stretchy brief lycra things? Hang on a minute. What sort of Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. First of all, can we, can we at least get greeted, please? Have we, have we gone sexy time straight in? We're going <laughs> sexy time. I will greet you. I will greet you afterwards. Are you wearing cotton boxes or them lycra you know kind of just below your crutch there things what what are those you know you know those kind of like you know you get boxes that are cotton and they're after a while after one wash they go all kind of funny and creased because i don't like to iron my boxer shorts or do you, you wear... don't iron your boxer shorts no why would i iron my boxer shorts because if you get knocked down by a bus, yeah, and they've got to cut you out of your clothes, they're going to be like, oh, that's Scott bag. Don't worry I... about it. He deserves, he deserves to pop the court because he ain't iron his boxes. <laughs> but I wouldn't wear boxes because I wear more of a kind of a stretchy lycra pants. You know, like nice underwear, like stretchy briefs. I wear Nike. Uh, Nike. Nike. About? I wear next, next A-fronts. That's I wear, right. I yes. wear next A-fronts as well. I, I, I rep next pant regular. All, that's all knows I've got. Me, all I always talk next pant. All I got is next pants, and it's and and I wear the a uh, the a front with you know a reasonable size leg. They're not hipsters. They're not like little briefs. They're you know the reasonable. And I've got plain ones, and I've got some that are you know a bit more brightly coloured, depending on how I'm feeling. Anything um, that's a hipster is like the worst creation ever. No, do you know what? Jean pants. I don't we don't need it. hipster underwear. We don't need none of that hipster crap. I normally wear a slightly longer than hipster, the stretch style, a style. Yeah, however. However, I had some near-on tangas on a couple of days ago, man. And the tangas felt good. I had my kind of like tracksuit bottoms on. They were right up can like I, uh, budgie smugglers. Can I just interject for the uh, for the benefit of Adrian, who is a little bit younger than us <laughs> and won't have experienced the case catalogue circa 1987, where the explanation of the shape of a tanga would have been revealed to the world. A tanga is probably what you'd refer to as a traditional speedo shape. That's right. Brief, very tight, <laughs> Thank you, very Nathan. snug, a little Thank bit you. elasticated, I appreciate and something that. that you should never in your life wear or admit to. No, I wore them. I bought them by mistake from Uniqlo. Lies. Because you man are wearing Next, right? Next. I'd done Next. Me and Next were long gone. I moved on to Marks and Spencer's and then Uniqlo appeared You're in the West End. mad. Oh, you're saying that. Now that has been repping Uniqlo for a minute, you know. Uniqlo. Uh, Uniqlo and me, uh, honestly, we're like it's, like, it's like rum. We're in bed together. If you, if they found me dead in the street, I'd have Uniqlo pants on and a bottle of rum in my hand. And it's a fighting <laughs> chance me and Specs will be stood over you as some form of weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Not nowadays, mate. I've got too much no. to lose now. See, yeah, I can't I can't wear boxes because you kind of put them on and because they're kind of like baggy-ish, they they're kind not, of... They're tight. No, no, not, not cotton boxes. Cotton boxes are kind of baggy, man. No, no. Oh, you want about like the saggy boxes? Like, yeah. Yeah. Does anybody oh. still wear those anymore? Yes. Who? Lots of people. They still sell them. Yeah, but, but who, just because they sell them, buys it doesn't mean them? that people wear them. Look, I tell you who, buy, who buys them. The same people who eat pickled onions. I eat pickled I onions. I don't buy boxer yeah. shorts. You wait, eat pickled wait, onions. Wait, stop, 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 stop. Like, before we go any further, can we just throw out there, every time Nantan and his odd mind has an opinion about something, he's always the odd one out. Shouldn't he pick up that he's literally weird. not like everybody else and weird as hell and yeah. stop doing this to himself? Yeah, what? yeah. You do yeah. know this is 2020. The medieval no, you, you, times... Hang on. 
Do you know the best bit though? It will be turned around. Oh, they picked on me. They bullied me all the way through the podcast because this, this one's not going weird. out at all, mate. Because from the jump, he's been, he's been crucified. No, no. Look, this is 2020. So you're telling me in 2020, you are happy to eat miniature onions put in a jar with vinegar left for months yes. and then into your mouth, with into cheese. your belly. With cheese, yeah. With cheese. Yeah, yeah. 1980, 1990, 2000, 2010, 2020. The choice has not changed. Jeez. I will always Go eat on next. Yeah. Onion. <laughs> next you'll be telling me, you, you eat, do you eat piccalilli? Yeah. What? Oh, God. See? The fact that Adrian didn't even know what piccalilli is. What about gherkins? Pickled gherkins? Love pickled nah. gherkins. So, hang on. Adrian, Adrian doesn't know about the other 1970s food, but he still <laughs> eats <laughs> pickled onions. <laughs> do you eat olives? Do you, do you like olives? No. Yeah. yeah. So, hang on. Just... Right, so... Nathan likes... Nathan eats everything, man. Like, hang on, let me tell you what let, I don't Nathan eat. Nathan well, yeah, what you eat? Let me tell you what I don't eat, because there are, there are a couple of things I don't eat. The first... <laughs> first of all, Salad. Um, no. Salad. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I eat salad. No, there's a. I don't. I don't like blue cheese. I don't like goat's cheese. Oh, goat's cheese. No. Coriander is the devil's herb. Ah, right. Coriander is on its own, but if you put it, if you mix it with stuff, nope. it's fine. When you're having nope. a salad, and nope. you, you, what? Nope. Is it? nope. You're wrong. Okay. It's the devil's oh, herb. <laughs> it kills devil's everything. It Sorry, no. <laughs> It's a devil's herb, you know. <laughs> He's well vexed by it. But devil's herb. If I go for an Indian and they serve me up a lovely curry and they sprinkle coriander on top, it goes back. You no, the table. Bring it back without the coriander. I There's agree. There's no place in that dish for the coriander. I, if I don't mind if they, mix, if they mix it in with the sauce and stuff, I could deal. When they leave it naked on top, nah, yeah. nah, 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 no. No, I agree. I totally what? agree. It's like shaving concrete on top of your roast. There's, there's no, there's no place for it. <laughs> um, you just said goat's cheese, yeah? Yeah, don't like it. So you don't like goat's cheese? No. But I compare goat's cheese to something we, you and I, discussed on a text thread last night, which was Oasis. Okay. So you said. But Oasis were, uh, was it a, a, a great band or one of your favourites or something? No, no, no. You said it was, you were likening another argument to the Blurvy Oasis. Yes. And I went, in my opinion, Oasis win. Right. Okay. We'll get into the other argument, me and Adrian, in a minute, because that thing last night was just an absolute, just travesty. After you text me, I got vexed, so I didn't even entertain it. It, it, it was terrible. Interesting, <laughs> it'd be interesting to hear. <laughs> um, for anybody listening to this, last night there was a thing on, uh, there was this, kind of clash on YouTube, um, a, a group called No Signal. And it was uh, an R&B fest. It was a Usher uh, top 10 versus a, a Chris Brown top 10. All I can say is uh, my, my daughter said to me that Usher was going to walk it when I pulled out some Chris Brown bangers that people seem to have forgotten about. And she was like, oh, my God, Dad. Oh, my God. It was great hearing my young I mean, daughter I telling think, me. Yeah, I feel we have to discuss this because, again, like you have to remember, to a degree, musically, you influence that household. So even though you're going to throw Chris Brown bangers to your daughter, who really should have said Chris Brown instead of Usher. Oh, totally. And now you left her with her head spun. It'd be interesting to see what bangers that you played to kind of convince her. Right, I'll tell you something in a minute about that thing that will kill you. But let's go back to Oasis, because I made some notes. This is how, this is how much it affected me, what, uh, what, what Nathan <laughs> said to me yesterday. But I actually made notes about why I despise Oasis? Now, I'm not going to say they're rubbish. No, there's not really such thing as a rubbish band, apart from, I don't know, maybe Spandau Ballet. Um, but Whoa! Yeah, I said it. That? I said it, yeah. I said Spandau Ballet. Um, they're not rubbish. They just, 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 I just, anyway. Oasis. The nation, if there was, uh, if they could rewrite the, the national anthem, most of a nation, I'm sure, would go, we should get Noel Gallagher to write it. Now, of course, that'd be a foolhardy move because Oasis are a glorified status quo. Um, I'd even say they're not even good enough. They are just a wannabe Slade. And if you don't believe me, 
Um, what's that? What's the What's the story? Morning Glory is just come on, feel the noise on lightweight. That's exactly what it is. Oasis fans can never dance. Fact. Oasis <laughs> fans cannot dance. They can move. They could do that thing when they're gonna go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And what's what's that other Oasis song? Um, but when they always go, don't look back in anger. I heard you say. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you, know, do you know Danny Job is flipping tables right now, listening to this? Yeah, yeah. Wonderwall, I get it. Wonderwall was a great song. Until Glastow, Jay-Z, and Noel Gallagher, who kept saying that um, Oasis are a rock and roll band. They're not a rock and roll band. They're just a rock band. There's no roll. The drumming is awful. Boom. Gah. Boom. Gah. There's never any kind of kind of triplets is nothing so they've made all these massive singles uh, definitely maybe was a fantastic album there's no denying that was a great album for the band as a debut then they did the, is it one of his what's the one is it, yeah what's the morning what's the story morning glory or champagne note supernova and all that other stuff and the parody of led zepp with the car in the swim pool on the cover all that rubbish i understand why they are popular in this country i also understand why they didn't make it in the countries they really want to make it because they just weren't good enough. So, to back that up, okay, I'm going to say this. Firstly, the fans can't dance. Secondly, <laughs> they are, they have been superseded with two albums by the Arctic Monkeys, who showed you how to really do rock and roll to that degree. Thirdly, Noel Gallagher calling out Jay-Z before Glastonbury and what I consider to be a very nasty and almost racist statement about how Jay-Z shouldn't have been the headliner at Glasgow. What does Jay-Z do? He starts his set with Wonderwall and absolutely blows Gallagher out of the water. It was one of the most incredible sets we'll see at Glastonbury. And people keep saying to me, if Oasis was to do Glasgow, it'd be really popular. Yes, full of like lots of people just stood there who couldn't dance. So what does that lead me to my goat's cheese thing? Oasis, I like, I like goat's cheese. Yes, it's very popular, it's very in vogue. But at the end of the day, it smells and tastes like puke. And that is Oasis. Nathan, take the floor and defend your band. Well, I'd like to point out they're not technically my band. I don't own them. Um, that was funny. That was good. That was, you know, you presented a very good case. There are a couple of areas that I would question the uh, the solidity of the platform on which you have made your case. <laughs> um, I don't believe a band's prowess can be uh, judged on their fans' ability to dance. So if you were going to do that, uh, then you would have to look back at status quo and go, if you remember the way status quo fans used to dance, yeah, is that good really point. dancing? Okay. Good point. Good point. Good point. So, I'll, I'll take that one back. If you watch the Stone Roses fans dance, and I have at a Stone Roses concert, which was one of the greatest concerts I've ever been to in my life, they also don't dance. They just jump up and down. Ah, could I quickly That's jump it. in there and say, but if you listen to Remy's drums on Fool's Gold and other That's tracks, not, not the argument. That's not the argument. I'm, okay, I'm not talking enough. about music. Okay. I'm, not talk, I'm, not, I'm discussing about whether the fans can dance, which yep. was the basis for your argument. No, I, I uh, let you carry on. I'm the, sorry. The, I, I apologise to all Oasis fans for interjecting the, about your bad the, dancing. Yeah, the, uh, the, se the second part uh, that I would like to pull you up on is your um, rather well, is your, your incredible impression of an Oasis fan singing, and uh, you were under the illusion that they are all in fact Cockneys, <laughs> when the majority of them will in fact be from from the northern uh, northern parts of England, um, probably more so than the southern parts of England, and would probably be more likely to be singing in a Manc accent than someone who lives just outside Streatham. Um, it's, it's all the same to me. I just, I just hear this kind of like really weird kind of like vibrato at the end of it. Don't look back in anger. I'll stop it. Yeah, I don't but... think you can judge any of their singing as being outstanding. There are much better singers, but then most of the but most of the great front men of all the, the, the modern day rock and roll bands are all not great singers, to be honest with you. I'll give you that. Um, good example, Chris Martin. So it, appalling, but don't even go there. Don't even go but, there. But outstanding band to watch live whether you like it or not. I watched them at Wembley. I wasn't expecting them to be as good as they were. They were unbelievable. 
Can I ask, were you in the week preceding ill in any way? Had you been on a diet? Had you changed anything you'd eaten? Were you basically at your full self? Because I, I refuse ask, to believe that that yourself, nonsense. Ask, the self your, uh, ask yourself the question you are asking, and you can answer it yourself. Had I been on a diet? Look at me. <laughs> yes, I've been on a diet of goat's cheese and coriander. It was wonderful. I felt amazing. Um, Do you know what? People have told me about their really good life. So I try and take that on board. Whenever I've seen little programs and they've been on and stuff, I just see them stood there, just this, this wall of nonsense to three chord sound. Uh, Liam does that thing when he just can't, he has, he has a microphone kind of like at that weird angle. So he's like, and I'm just like, mate, just, just stop this. It's, it's, it's just ridiculous. How, but you're, I don't, what I don't get here is, are you judging, are you judging the band on their technical? He's just judging on their, their presence, or, really, isn't it? More it than... and that's all it is. You're, you're actually, your mate, your assessment is being based on the way Liam stands, the way the fans dance. That is annoying, though, to be fair, uh, isn't it? Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying Oasis are brilliant because Liam Liam stands there wonderfully, and the fans are awesome dancers. That's not what I said. The, what it was was. Oh, it's the blur of the Oasis argument. Wait, for me, I think the better songs came from Oasis. You've that got to be that. You've got to be out of your mind. <laughs> okay, just just like a, a coffee and TV, boom. Literally. Great song. Oh, great but, but song. Blur, in my opinion, and we can other people will obviously argue this. The reason I I think Blur were a stronger band. They were just more creative and they had wider parameters. Oasis songs are literally two three chord numbers strummed along with this kind of power delivery. With Blur, they tried different things and they pretty much pulled them off. And that's why I always dug them. They they they, they made some kind of average tracks, but all told for me, I mean look, song two. That's it. Done. Song, song two, two. Two and a half minutes. Two and a half minutes. Oh, just voice. just Girls There's no one. other way. The first song they ever released was yeah. still their best record. It was amazing. Whoa, 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 whoa. 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 See, that's what an Oasis fan would say. Yeah. say. <laughs> I, I love Blur, but if you went back and went biggest bands are from 1990 to 2010 or biggest songs, there's not going to be a Blur song in there. Right. But there, will, but there will be an Oasis. See, this is why Oasis fans are a little bit misguided because they do think them the music was brilliant, but it obviously wasn't. So if you're gonna if we're gonna judge it on you know the, the impression they made on the musical tapestry of the 90s, then how why don't we just throw in Mambo number five? That's a bagger as well, Boom, you? end of that discussion then. So um well end of that point for Oasis fans. Oasis fans I believe uh, people like yourself, uh, uh, Nathan. I get where you're coming from. I understand why you like them. I do. I understand it, but I don't see the significance may, they actually brought to. May I just jump? Wait, oh, may I just go. jump back to the um, Here we go. Jump back to the conversation where um, you two were discussing this on the thread yesterday. Yep. Maybe they didn't actually say once that like. He was. He wasn't rooting for them. He said out of the two. No, no, no. They, they, yeah, they, you just spun it on him. You, as soon as he said that, spun it on him like like he was a super fan. No, as soon as he said, Oasis were better than Blur. That was it. That was that was a line drawn, man. That was in the sand. It you was, know what he's done? Let me tell you what he's done, Adrian. Is he's go gone? You know, the last two weeks, these two boys, <laughs> they got the better of me because they make valid arguments. And they make me look a little bit stupid. So this week, I'm going to do my homework. I'm going to write some notes. So that oh I my god, he's right. And I'm going out. Right. I'm having them. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know what? I was so ready for this. I put cold ketchup. I put fridge cold ketchup on my bacon this morning. And I bet it tastes sweet as well. Did you put no, it was terrible. Well? I just wanted to get a bad, bad taste in my mouth to get myself ready for tonight. Lie, you were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is, I, I will never, ever, ever give Oasis props and the Noel Gallagher thing against Jay-Z for me that was just one of the worst things he could have it's, it actually made me see him in a really dark light um, and I've had this discussion before with other Oasis fans and they'll defend him and I'll say no because he said they're a rock and roll band and they're not a rock and roll band if you know rock and roll you know that Oasis aren't rock and roll I'm they're not just... defending him and I was at the show the following day where Jay-Z was at Milton Keynes Bowl with Linkin Park oh and, mate and that so 
to see, yeah, Noel's comments. Noel did the same thing with Lewis Capaldi and said he shouldn't be playing, you know, Glastonbury. That's an opinion. That's all that. That's just Noel being controversial. That's what he does. But that doesn't then have any reflection on the songs they wrote in the 90s. That's just Noel being a dick. I'm <laughs> glad you said that. And that's made me feel a lot better. Um, so Oasis fans who were listening to this, I still think that most of you really don't offer anything to life. However, um, you know, it's not it's up to you. It could be worse. You could be a Sam Smith fan. So, yeah, I think we'll we'll cap this here because then we have to go into the other thing that I heard about last night, which was for the R&B fans, Usher versus Chris Brown. And it was this versus thing. Oh, it was another versus this week, a proper one, which we'll get to in a minute. So this thing last night, they chose the 10, probably eight of the worst Chris Brown songs and six of the worst Usher songs. And when I tell you, Adrian... Have you got them listed? No, I I didn't list them because I got got so... If you ask India, I got so vexed. I was was messaging... um, I messaged Kelly Hedges, actually. I said, check this thing out, check this thing out, because she's always bugging me about music. And then I was like, don't bother. It's it's just awful. It's just terrible. And it was it was they didn't even play. Ready for this? Go on. They didn't play deuces and they didn't play back to sleep. And I'm like, if you don't want to do those, you know, if you're a Chris Brown fan, you know they <sighs> are killers. Did they play no. undecided? Is it is it undecided or undecided or whatever it was? Oh, I can't remember the other. It was just the guys and the, and the guys doing it were really bad presenters. So they were like chatting. It was like being in somebody's. I know. It, I don't know. It's like it was literally like being in, in in a smoky room in a pub, and it was all like, "Yeah, man. Yeah, and yeah, because Chris Brown. Yeah, and uh, mate, if you're gonna do it, just do it properly. It was just really badly done, real bad choices, and it was such a shame because it would have been something I think could have been would have been really good to transport to say the following week. They've got others coming, but having heard that one and then heard visit the vibes cartel. And whiskey. And the whiskey. Oh, that was funny. Yeah, that, that was never going to work because you got half of South Africa voting for whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that was, that was never. He was. His vibes are He didn't have a chance straight away. Um, but this leads to another versus on Saturday. Now, I don't know if you're into this, Nathan. We spoke about this a few weeks ago. It was um, versus is Timberland and Swizzbeats, who are two massive um, pop and R&B. Um, urban producers, whatever you want, you want to call them. Timberland obviously has done everybody. Justin Timberlake, he's the oh god, what's her name? Um, she's Kerry he's just done, Hilson, he's done yeah, Kerry Hilton, Hilton, yeah, he's done it, and uh, Katy Perry, yeah, he's done them all. Um, so they did this, they, they got together on 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 Instagram and they do this thing called Versus. And the last one was um, Babyface, who was a massive soul R&B producer in the nineties, and Teddy Riley was also massive. I, I like the way that you're explaining to me like I have no clue whatsoever. Well, but people will be giving if it it's baby in the face. Nineties and the noughties, I'm all over that. <laughs> it's the new kids I've got no clue. About. <laughs> so this week on Saturday at midnight um, UK is Jill Scott versus Erica Badu, and that is going to be absolute. I mean, that's just going to be incredible. Because I cannot choose between the two of them. For me, that's just, I, yeah, Erica. Well, late. Well, both of them. We got up as we came into the late end of the nineties, and we came into the noughties. Those two female singers were just literally dominating the world without having massive yeah, commercial they made success. Statements really, didn't they? Yeah, they indeed. So you know, yeah, yeah. If you asked any, even asked most pop singers, you know, who have you been listening to back at that period? They'd all gone Erica and Jill Scott. Even though they weren't having number ones and stuff, they were just abs- I mean, Sony Records were. I was I was involved with Sony with the promo stuff. You might have been you might have caught you might have been catching the tail end about Nathan um, when Sony were just they they had Jill and they thought they were going to be they 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 were just counting money um, and it just didn't quite happen. But she was so inspirational. So this this weekend is just going to be well. I, I I'll be listening and I I I think I I'll go to bed at whatever time. But that is going to be one hell of a fantastic show, which if you had to choose, Nathan, um, sorry, if you had to choose, Adrian, who would you choose between Jill Scott and Erica? And Nathan, who would you choose between Chris Brown and Usher? Ooh. Is it gonna is it gonna lead to an explanation? No, no, I just want to know who you choose. No, there's no I, I think it's I'm I'm a Chris Brown fan in that contest last night. Not because I think he's better than Usher. I just think he had he just seemed to have a better 
career and, 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 and kind of bit of a better catalogue. Usher went oh, a yeah, bit 100%, 100%. weird when he did that, that EDM period and, and oh my God and that kind of stuff. It's like, oh God. None of them man needed that. They both entered that realm and none of them needed that. No, no. I mean, Chris pulled it off because he did yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that still sounds great now. And none of that dancey stuff that Usher did sounds good at all. You know, it's just terrible. Uh, But no, come on, guys. So, Adrian, you've got to choose between Jill Scott. I'm going to regret this after I'm saying it, but I would say Erica. Straight off the bat. Don't ask me to explain. And, no. um, yeah, out of the two, Chris Brown, even Usher, I'll do Chris Brown still. Okay, and Nathan, if you had to choose between Chris and Usher. Why are you not asking me about Erica and Jill? You, you, can, choose, you, can, you, no, you, you can choose those if you want to. I didn't know. Is, it, is this because I'm white? <laughs> I would have never afford that, to be fair, mate. <laughs> well, choose then. Go on, choose. Choose. I'll oh. go Erica. Anyway. Oh. Okay, Erica. That's cool. Um, I know more. I know more about Erica Badu than I do about Jill Scott. <laughs> that's fair enough. <laughs> um, I, honestly, with Chris Brown, I I like both. Um, they've both done great songs. I think <sighs> I would potentially go Usher, but I'm I'm talking the Confessions era and you yeah. know Pop Your Collar and stuff like that. Was they they were great great tracks. I like Moving Mountains, which was his kind of poppy may i um, say something real quick yeah i would strongly suggest that you don't elaborate because what's going to happen is you're going to dig yourself into a deep i'm problem. not going to say anything i promise no i'm just saying in general i'll yeah, listen back then... to us and i'll be like nigga what are you talking about no no it's all right i'm just <laughs> i'm just going to show my naivety about the music because you'll be going on about some cool bangers and i'll be going no i like the one he did with chipmunk champion i thought that was it <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? Let's not elaborate. Yeah, but no, but the point is, you care about what other people think about your music. No, 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 I don't. Oh, no. No, 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 You've been through that period, so you can say you can. I do. You, you, people, you know you're personally, no- I do not give a rat's ass, man. People, you'll notice I've said nothing. I'm just sat here listening to, I'm waiting for it. So you're going for Usher, yeah? Uh, yeah, you I'll go know, just it? to add some balance. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, that's fair enough. I just wanted to, just wanted to hear. Just wanted to hear. Um, Hey ladies, hey fellas, you know you're doing good because the jealous. Usher's in the room. Yes, Nate. So okay, now we've gone. Now we've gone for the old heads. Please, I'm begging you. Tell me something new you listened to this week. All right, come on. No, I listened to um, like I said. Well, I didn't say it. I should have said. Um, Young Bane's got um, a mi- mixtape or EP out. Okay. It's called, it's called Quarantine, yeah? Yeah. And I listened to it on recommendation. So I probably got about four tracks deep and I was like, yeah, let's switch this one off. I'll come back to it when I feel a bit a bit more chavvy, I think. So Nathan, please tell me you listen to something. I listen to you again. Oh, God. <laughs> Adrian, is that all you listen to? Just young, but oh, and the Drake. You said and the Drake. Drake thing, right? So let's we can get into this, Tony. And I know you're gonna. Let me just open it up, and you can leave the floor with it. So I listened to it. Um, I think it was when it dropped. Yeah. And you must hit me up that same day. Yeah. Well, he didn't hit me up. He put it on Instagram, and he was like, "I don't care what I don't care what Nathan and Adrian's got to tell me. <laughs> this is like this is this is." bad or whatever some old school <laughs> slang that's like played out anyway Let can me... i just point can i just point out that at that point i had listened to my whole thing <laughs> <laughs> good i'm glad see what i mean that's what i know about but we can go into the conversation that we had, which i feel still quite valid when we were speaking off the back of it talking about um why certain people don't like him as an artist i, I, I i've never understood why supposed hip-hop heads or whatever what you want to call them just go for him straight away okay right he was an actor and he came he has a middle class background I, I don't care can he do the job yeah and i think he has done the job who are you on about um, drake, drake. drake. I, I don't get him what don't you get about him i don't get i didn't get the mu- I, I, I don't i don't or didn't get the music because he wasn't rapping he wasn't singing i wasn't entirely sure what he was doing do you know what? I, and I was, see where you're coming from. I see was, where you're coming from. And it was bland. It was just... 
there, oh, hang on. there was nothing to it. It was bland. Hang on, hang on. Did, did he just say bland? And I'm just listening to passion fruit in my head right now. Oh my goodness gracious. But then again, passion fruit actually epitomizes exactly what you just said. The production got your passion fruit, not Drake, not what Drake was saying. Man. Nah, let's, do let's you know, I love it, it's that passion. Da, 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 da. But that actually nails what, what Nathan's just said. It's not quite rap, it's not quite singing, you know. But then he then does God's plan. Um, which I just thought was incredible. So uh, yeah, yeah, I, I see exactly where Nathan's coming from because it is a little bit floaty. I think it's is that, is some, that a good way. If, if someone came up to me and they have done while I was DJing and said, "Can you play some Drake?" and I'm looking at him going, "No," because there's nothing here I can play that, that is going to excite anybody. Not even one dance, bro. I didn't this, think it was. I thought it was. I was a crap thinking. Song. I was thinking about this on the way Oasis home. Oasis fan. See? Oasis fan straight away. I was, I was thinking was... about this on the way home. <laughs> I was like, I knew that the conversation was going to kind of go left and there was going to be certain avenues of Drake where we would have to question. And I even said to you, like, no matter where you are musically, he makes something for that type of person. And I even was going to say that he could even make tracks for the people that Nathan entertains when he's working in the club. I just feel that he wouldn't go to them as a, a go-to track, but if he was to play it, it would ring off. I like Drake, and I kind of see why people don't dig him. I just get more upset when people who are into hip-hop just instantly dismiss him. Because I think, I think some of the production, the beats are incredible. I need to understand. Um, I, need, I, I personally need to understand why, though. Because when I speak to guys who are, um, yeah, whatever you call them, hip-hop heads, backpackers, whatever, and Drake's name comes up, it's almost like you slap their mum in the face. Yeah, totally. And totally. I, uh, I asked them to just simply explain because, not because I'm trying to be smart, it's because I don't actually understand why they don't like it. Yeah, no. I, 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 look, I, every time there's an album out, he puts it out, you know, and it, it'll do massively. He's, he's, he's not a silly man. Put 30, 30, tracks on a, 30 tracks on an album that's being streamed, you're going to get paid. That simple. You know, um, it's a marketing tool. I, I will admit that I really initially loved this um, album, but when I listened to it again the day after, I started picking fault in it. It was very much like the last Kanye West album, that gospel gospel thing, which I thought chill was out, brilliant. Chill out, mate. Chill out. No, I love that album for about. You know, I don't like Kanye. I know. That album, but that no, album, do you know what? I heard. I heard you was like you was rating that one still. You yeah, love done it. straight away, didn't you? Know this is the problem, no. isn't it? Like you're not a Kanye fan, so don't try to be a Kanye fan. Leave him. No, alone. I took it for what it was, um, which is what I tried to do with. Which you never, no, which you never should do with Kanye. No, that's probably right. Probably right. It's a bit like Coldplay. I mean, I used to love. I love that first album. <laughs> Everything they've done ever since. I could quite happily push Chris Martin off the top of a, um, some kind of very tall building. The next time he sings "Fix You," I'm going to fix him with something really blunt and heavy just um, just so just so i'm aware did you just basically make a threat on the podcast was going to go out to the world no what i meant was fix him is i would help him can i put a twist on fix you because you brought that up can i yeah. ask you to go away and listen go away and listen to naturally sevens version of fix you and then come back and tell me it's not a great song i will listen to that and see, and, and I'll give it, I'll give it a look, you know, and I'll give it a listen. Um, but I will probably struggle to get the Coldplay. And again, I'm not saying Coldplay are rubbish. I understand why people like Coldplay. I just don't get the hype when Chris Martin does interviews with like Rolling Stone and says, "Oh, we're the biggest band in the world, mate. Shut up, just shut up. You're a big band, and you may, maybe, maybe marketing wise, you are a big band, but it doesn't mean you are a good band. That's a massive difference." You know, so if you compare, say, go back 30 years, the police. You can't, now, no, they, you can't you but that's the no, back, Yeah, you're right, you're right. You, you can't, can't go no. back 30 years and well, make well, comparisons. It's a different world. I don't know. No, no, no it is. Sorry. Because this this is a problem. This is kind of like why a lot of old heads still kind of think they wear the crown. Oh, because, old heads. Oh, no, 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 no. The only reason I say that is because the game, everything about the industry has changed back then till now. So if you're still kind of like looking to chip off the old same points, you can't because it's totally different time. Um, not having it. Tell you why. I just said, um, looking not not too far back, um, I've just thrown in Arctic Monkeys. There are some great bands doing it now. It's the way bands are marketed now that are different. So if you look at, for a good example, you've mentioned them earlier, um, 
Nathan. Lewis Capaldi, not a great fan, but he does a great job. Um, so he comes along, has his big hit, and then we have to put up with all these other lumberjack-wearing um, dudes with a bit of a beard and a bit of a belly who've got that kind of almost soulful voice. And it's it back. It goes back to the days of the record industry where, oh, um, EMI have got that massive guy. We'll copy and mirror it. You know, nothing really changes in the industry. It pretty much has stayed that way. Are you you thinking get a, like Rag and Bone Man, Tom Walker, that yeah, all them like yeah, they all come along. And every every time you put on Radio One between like um, ten and eleven thirty, you'll hear three of those voices, and you're just like, oh mate, come on, just stop this. You know, they, they tried it with Amy. Remember when, when uh, I know Duffy had that really bad period and something that happened to her. The Duffy was meant to be the new Amy. And it was like, why? Why can't Duffy just be Duffy? You know, um, and they do and they do it all the time in R&B. I mean, R&B, it's, it, R&B music and trap and all, is in a massive mess because there's not enough good singers. Virtually everybody is using auto-tune. So when they go and do gigs and they're not doing that many gigs, good example, Summer Walker, they, they, they can't handle it. And they, they pull out of the industry. They pull out from doing touring. But touring is where the money's at because streaming isn't actually where the cash is at. So if you haven't got the goods, and again, giving credit to Oasis, delivering when they go live, at least when they're live, they are live. They're giving it some. A lot of new acts now, they cannot do it. They cannot put it out of the bag because they've been studio cleaned. And when it comes down to doing the back to basics, it's come. Can't pull it off. Um, and it's a shame. And I think that's a, that, that's, there I am kicking ass. I'm kicking Nathan's ass and not listening to new music. But I kind of get why he doesn't listen to it. However, there's nothing, no, but it's true. There's nothing, there's nothing appealing. Why do you, yeah, but why do you, but the other problem I have with listening to new, new music is when am I supposed to do this? Right, not having that. Oh, okay. well, I'm not you, having that. Yeah, I'm no not having way. that. You drive no to work. Why am I having that? You're at home. No, 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 no. I drive, no, I drive to work, and that's 10 of the minute with the current rate, state of the roads, 10 minutes tops. That's 10 minutes to listen to two tracks. Coming from where? Um, you've got Spotify, you've got Apple Music, you've got YouTube, you've got loads of sources, you've got radio he kn- stations. He knows this, he just can't be bothered. I know. Yeah, yeah, just, see, you can't be, he can't be a man in the position that he is, entertaining the masses and talking about, I can't. I, I don't know when um, I can yeah, get in touch with this community. Yeah, no. oh, you must on. be on crack, bro. Before you start giving him grief, you're not much better either. What do you mean? Well, I, I listen to one young Bane track. Bro, I get my, no, I listen to the project, the project's crap. Oh, you, yeah, this is yeah. what I'm saying. Like my whole thing is this: when you ask about what you listen to new, it's not yeah. okay. Cool. When it's time for me to perform and do my thing, I'm gonna play this. Like there's nothing appealing about new music. So it's the fact that I oh. see it, but it's a struggle. We've said Whoa, this, okay. We said this plenty of weeks back. But I do, I do have it either fall in my place or it just drops into my own playlist as I read the state. I am hearing some dribble now. So go back. Cr- what? Go back two weeks. <laughs> Crew Angbin time. Brackets, you and I, probably the tune of the summer if we get another decent summer. That tune is out now. It's C, so K H R U A N G B I N. Kruangbing, Time, You and I. Fantastic. Video's brilliant. Got Stephen K. Amos in it. It's funky. Yeah, he said he likes the tune because the, the video is brilliant. No, what I'm saying is it's a complete package, okay? MJ Cole has just released a classical album because, as we remember, he plays classical in the garage. classical album. It, uh, it's count. outstanding. Do, you need to about, listen to can it. We talk, okay. Can that, can that mean then we can speak about the um the 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 um album that um Spoonie put out of Garage Classics that was played? No, by this is this is a, this no is a, exactly. So let's not. No, the point I'm making. This is an MJ Cole original original compositions. He's written an album of classical stuff. Either way, and and then McClenny, just stay. Track I posted on Instagram over the weekend. Absolutely gorgeous. Just gorgeous. So I found three straight away. So tell me, there's no new music. Oh, I didn't say there was Wait, any music. Wait, who said you there's no new music? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Hey, listen. We know the nature of your job, Nan. So we know we know that you have to do what the police do occasionally and lie to defend the truth. So this, is what you're, this is what you're doing right now, isn't it? Like you're saying stuff that none of us even said. Uh, look, what, you, do you know what? It's like do you know it's like it's like coming on here. It's like having two little Piers Morgans on the other end of the phone. They just, just sat there, just throwing the stuff at me. Yeah, you know I mean, I'm like Judge Rinder. 
I'm just dealing with the situation. <laughs> <laughs> In all fairness, you are camp as hell. <laughs> I'm like judging that. I'm there like Lorraine, like a nice auntie, you know, a little bit hot. You know, that's what I'm doing, you know what I mean? But you two are like Piers Morgan, just throwing all this stuff out there. Your little you side kids is on a read. Or well, how many of them deliver stuff? I've got people to hear, man. They don't want to hear, they want to hear oh, the nitty-gritty, man. Please, please. And you know what? Arguments. And just, just to show that I actually do back up the artists, on Friday, Bandcamp, the website, which lots of people um, use, they decided to um, not um, charge the artists. Yeah, yeah, we know. Yeah, we know, okay. We know. So I've got the um, Amerigo Gasway album, which is the James Brown um, uh, Biggie Small hybrid thing. I've got tracks off that. Fantastic D'Angelo uh, remixes that he's done. Um, and check this. Common rapping over the top. Common tracks over the top of classic Stevie Wonder tunes. That was what I was doing over the weekend. Yeah, but he's done, he's, that's what I'm saying. he's done that and he's done it with Jay Diller as well. Like, literally, we're yeah. aware. We're aware, Tony. You're just late to the yeah. party. So but you, you, Nathan, wasn't listening to anything in his car on the way to work or when he got home any times in a week you listen to Young Bane and then didn't even really like it no it's true oh mate but disappointing him and to to make it worse you probably did that while you were eating pickled onions in your funny little boxer shorts boxer shorts or whatever you're wearing but the worst thing is you know what pays no attention at all (laughs) pays no attention to what's going on all you want to do is come on here and try and berate us both hang on I'm actually just sat here it's like you were in a barrel I just threw in some dynamite and just watched you swim around try and get away from it it was funny who saw the Rihanna photograph last week for for Fenty wait can we just say first of all no let's get back to Rihanna first <laughs> that photograph, man. I'm I'm an old man, right? Was well, that the one which is in the in, in the black number? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I, I had to remind myself that I've got a daughter. I was like, mate, what is going on here? How how is that possible? That shouldn't be allowed. That what? that just criminal. Why? Because it's Rihanna, isn't it? No, nah, Rihanna can do what she wants, man. She can do no wrong. Man. She can, oh, she can. She 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 bloody well can. She's no, she's massive. But it's not because she's like amazing. It's because she's Bayesian. That's it. Oh God! <laughs> so she's not West Indian. She's not Jamaican. She's Bajan. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, we, I, okay. don't feel, I don't feel it's embraced enough. Yeah. It, well, that's probably because it's you know Bajans are. When I think of Bajans, I think of you. Chill out, mate. And you don't even listen. You don't even listen to the music. I mean, we pickled onions. <laughs> <laughs> and then the and then the when the Cowley lad is behind that is up there at the back end of Audi, you know, eating gherkins. And listen to Oasis and <laughs> wearing funny underwear. You know what I mean, so, um, uh, oh, going back to something we discussed three, four weeks back James Bond. Go on. Yeah. And you, me and me and Nathan sensibly said that we were born. Oh. And you said, let's, that you were get, born. let's get, let's get down to the nitty gritty, shall we, mate? No, 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 Nathan, back me up. You were born, yeah? <laughs> I was born, yeah. Right. So, I am going to ask, who would you have play Bond right now to compete with Bourne? Because I've got the actor that will finish the job. And nah, if you say Idris Elba, don't be fair. saying Idris Elba. Idris Elba is a, he's a waste man. He can't, no, stupid... he can't, you can't ask that. Why not? How long have you been sitting on this question? It came to me this morning because I saw the actor this morning. And then your answers now and expect us to answer now. Oh, I'm, not I'm, not, I'm not taking part in these type of stitch-ups. Oh, just name and you can. I'm not involved, mate. Oh, here we go. So, Nathan, come on. Who who do you think would be a great Bond? Mm, currently, and I know Adrian's thinking right now. I'm thinking. I don't know. You've caught us on the hop again. There you go, Nathan. Sometimes, man, like back oh. it up. Don't give him. Don't give him yeah. what he wants. I, I, I tell you what, Tony. Who do you think would be a great James Bond? Oh, I like what you did. There. Do you want? Do you want the answer? Yeah, go for it. I'd like your answer, not we the want your answer. answer. Yeah, like your answer. No, it, my your answer is no, your answer and the answer will probably be two very different things. Um, I am telling you now. If you wanted to smash Bond up, if you want Bond, that was the dead horse he's been flogging all podcast. If, if you want to compete with with Bond, there's only one man who could be Bond. I'm saying it now, right? You heard it for me first, yeah? Jason Statham. Boom! 
Just said it. It's a decent shout. Jason Statham would be an incredible Bond. He would be the mechanic, all that stuff. He would be a fantastic. He is so underrated. Yeah, I want this film this morning. Agree with you, you know. I'm a, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. No, I will oh give you goodness. that. That's solid. It's solid. Can, can I ask you a quick? Can I ask you both a question? I don't know. Did have either of you watched Gangs of London? Yes. Do you know what? I I, I haven't. I'll tell you two reasons. I was um, on it before the hype like popped. If I'm honest with you, mate. Yeah, yeah. I watched it. We watched it a couple of weeks ago, and whoa, I, it is brutal, isn't it? Yeah, I I feel I feel that the um, I feel that the title of the show. And the angle that it tried to portray was like so left though. But in regards of watching it, when you forgot about all of that, watching it, it was decent. Very yeah, decent. Yeah, I enjoyed it, it. it. It is, Tony, it is brutal. And, and I haven't got into it. And I t- I'll tell you why I'm got into it. It sounds to me like a kind of modern day version of Peaky Blinders, which I used to really like until I got to the point of, you know what? Stop being ridiculous. These things are very much like EastEnders. I see Phil Mitchell on EastEnders. I'm sorry, it does sound like I'm going around in a circle. But whenever I see you on the East Enders, like East over Geezer, yeah, Phil, yeah, right, mate, yeah, 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 Phil. And I think to myself, was he the fellow yeah. that was singing the Oasis song earlier? <laughs> yes, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> he probably is the Oasis fan as well. I see, I see these kind of these big leads, and they're always walking the street on their own. Now, if I'm in opposing in an opposing gang, I'm just going to go, oh, there's Jackie Smith or whatever his name is, right. Every day he walks out here around about 20 past three or whatever. So I'll just wait for him tomorrow and I'll just basically kill him. Yeah, and you, you can't do that in Gangs of London. It don't work like that. Okay, all right. So, okay, I haven't watched. In Peaky Blinders, he's often walking around on his own. I'm like, why is this guy not dead? Like Phil Mitchell. Yeah. Why is he not the dead? Only, the only you know? reason you can make a comparison between Peaky Blinders and Gangs of London is because one of the actors is the same. Apart oh, was it? That, okay, I didn't know. I didn't know that. He did um, that. That's why he done it. No, I haven't yeah, watched it. I haven't watched any bit. Honestly, let, I haven't watched let, any let me, bit. Let me tell you that Gangs of London, where you watch it, and it is a completely different angle on gangs. It's not what you expect. You've got to get through the first half an hour. Um, but when they start, some of the fight scenes, some of the some of the brutality, I've never seen anything like it on British Whoa. television. It's very good. It's very good. It's okay, unreal. But have you seen the raid? It's like it's on those lines, mate. Right, I think, okay. it's, I think yeah. it's the same. It's, it's, it's the, the same director. director. It's the same ah. director. I think it's the same director. Yeah, yeah. What? So you you've got limbs being broken round bar ends. You've got heads being bl- half blown off. You've got fingernails being pulled out. There's a there's a huge huge fight scene that goes on for about twenty five minutes. It is brutal, honestly. Can, can I ask what are the, what are they fighting over? At that moment in time, uh, the, it was it's who killed my man, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was. It, they they're looking for the son of one of them who actually committed a murder. So they end up like basically wiping them out. It's unbelievable. Okay, because whenever I see these things, it's kind of leads to us kind of heading to a little bit earlier on. Um, but before we go there, um, so you're watching Gangs of London, which I I, I am going to. Um, Do I check just, it out. But when I, you, I will. I mean, when you my daughter's play, on about it. when you press play. Your nan and opinion leaving your kitchen with the cocktails, yeah? Yeah. I'll try my hardest, but you're talking to the person here that thinks that Breaking Bad was too serious, too long, and is worth eight out of ten. Breaking uh, Bad, I got to episode two and turned it off. Yeah, honestly, I, I loved it, but it's not. People say it's the best TV show ever. It's, 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 not, it's, not, it's not the best, but it was good. Mis- it takes a while to get into, but yeah. It was just, you, could take a, you could take two series out. I wouldn't, watch it it. Was, I wouldn't watch it again. No, no, same here. Totally, Gang, totally Gangs of good. London's nine episodes. It's about ten. It's about ten hours of your life. Anybody watch Afterlife with Ricky oh, Gervais? Unbelievable. I have. I've only got one episode left. So don't say anything. Um, but do you know what? I think the second series is a bit too sugary so far. But I really do like it, and I'm not a massive Ricky Gervais fan. I like the stuff. I like The Office. I like um, extras. I just didn't know what to expect because some of his some of his Hollywood films have been a bit bit rough, but um yeah this this is this is great it's 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 heartwarming I think is the best way to describe it. Would you agree? It's it is so clever. Yeah. He, he is he is a he's a genius. His writing is unreal. Yeah. Did you see the thing when he, he did in, in the care home? Um, Derek. Oh, Der- oh my goodness. Where can I find yeah. this? Um, Afterlife, Netflix. Netflix. Oh. It's really good. And basically, about this guy who it's a second series, 
And he's never got over the fact, never got over losing his wife who died of cancer. And he took loads of videos while she was alive and as, and as she was dying. And he keeps going back to them. In the second series, it did kind of annoy me. I'm like, mate, how many videos did you bloody take? <laughs> but it's so well done. And all the characters that are introduced, yeah, it's it's a bit of, um, definitely tugs at the heartstrings. But they're like 25-minute episodes. Yeah. And they're not too long. You don't get into that kind of, oh, There's God, this six is yeah, it's only six episodes for each series. And I've got the last one to and, watch. And you can guarantee that you'll hear the C-bomb at least twice every episode. Oh, yeah, it's great. I'm not mad at that. And, yeah. and normally, normally in the most inappropriate time, like <laughs> yeah. when talking to a child in the school playground. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. It, no, it's really well done. So, uh, yeah, I, I was going to ask you last week about it. I totally forgot. So I, I put it on notes today to give you guys a call. Um, but no, it's great. But right, so we've got around that U-turn. So I'll go back to this, uh, this, this Gangs of London. Another reason why I don't want to watch Gangs of London because whenever I see these programs, they're always about like just, just, just fighting over the C word, which is not Corona. It's not you know Canut. It is cocaine. And whenever I see this stuff, it drives me mad. Because I have this real, it kind of, it's been bugging me for ages since we started the podcast before that, for years. Because of the impact, I think that, um, and this is this is this is my opinion. I'm not expecting you two guys to give an opinion because your take on this situation, if you have a take at all, this 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 this, this drug is going to be completely different to mine, or you don't have it at all. I'm just tired of the casualness that we accept cocaine, um, and. I see, you know, your Traces, your Rachels, your Shirley's, your Dave's, your Marks. You know, everybody's doing a little line, cheeky little line, doing this, doing that. I, I used to, I used to run a boat party, um, and I remember they were really popular. But the one thing I, I couldn't control was the amount of coke that people were doing. You remember when you bust the door off of one of them? Oh, mate, <laughs> just this girl got so wasted. You know, I just and a certain doorman in a venue in Oxford called me out on Facebook and said to me, oh, I heard your boat's a drug boat. And I lost my mind. I remember this as well. <laughs> I lost my And I basically wrote back to him and said, hang on, you are the head doorman at your venue. You shake hands with every single dealer and you sit them down and give them a table. Don't ever compare my boats to what job that you do. I'm trying to control it. You're just accepting it. And the reason I've kind of got into this rant today is because, as I said, the casual nature of it, friend of mine last week got busted um you might know him um nathan i'm adrian i won't name him he's only just come out of prison two years back um he got into all kinds of nonsense and it was coke that got him into that situation now we all we all know people who've gone to prison for this stuff and adrian me and you know somebody quite well who's um he's gone to this and only come out this year but this person who's gone in well he's on remand at the moment this is in the middle of a pandemic situation. They got busted with 10 kilos of cocaine. Jeez. How the hell are you getting 10 kilos of cocaine into a house in Oxford? Now, again, I don't want to get into the, the, too deep into it on a podcast, but it's the fact that people take it so casual. I see the little photographs on Instagram, people having their little toilet selfies. I've seen girls basically on their nose, they've taken a selfie. I'm like, you didn't check the mirror, did you? Who do you, you follow really? on Instagram? It's people you know. It's people I we know. Them. You don't look, though. I look. You know, people I've bumped into who I think, how have you got that nice car and that nice house? Because you never had that job. And they'll say, oh, they did this and they did that. Um, the cool ones will just say, do you know what, mate? Yeah, I, I did a one-off hit, made my money. The other ones, they'll just deny it. And then they'll carry on about other people doing coke. And I'm like, are you serious? You're trying to have this conversation with me. Is this what yeah. you're doing, just out of interest? Are you now covering up? Because <laughs> do you, do you hear the joke? Yeah. Do, 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 you know I, do you know why I find this funny? And I need I need to go back and I need to find a message. Because there was one time where Nanton even tried to accuse me for freaking dabbling in this business. And he's got uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and I, I remember like, that. Yeah, yeah. This out. And I even said to him, I said, you know me better than that. And it didn't go any further than that. No, it didn't. It didn't. Because I think I was at a stage where I was like, I was really angry with certain people. I'm like, not you as well. And I don't, you know, it's not the fact that people do coke. It's the way that they kind of are ashamed of it. And they point the finger at other people. And I'm like, well, hang on. 
it, why are you doing that when you can't stop yourself? You can't even be your own true self on a Saturday. And then they'll go, yeah, but you drink. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Sadly, drinking's not illegal. I can't tell people what to do. But when it impacts on something that I am doing professionally, drugs have always been creative. You know, you think back back, back to all various bands and various, you know, and you can name any kind of major pop artist. There's been some kind of, you know, drugs involved. I just find the casual nature of cocaine use now very difficult to deal with. And why do we do it in toilets? You spend all that money on that powder and you're hiding in a toilet to do it. If it's not affecting me, I don't care. Don't bring it around me. You know I don't dab with none of that nonsense. Don't bring it around me. If you're doing it, you keep it away from me. I don't care. I don't I don't put myself in a situation where I'm around it. I don't put myself in situations where I can see any dealings going on. Do you know what I mean? So for me, yeah. I will say I'm very naive to it. Very naive to it. How, how does this how does this affect you now? I I just as I said, I can't I, my my kind of rant is just about all about the casual I, I've seen the impact on certain nights I've done. I've worked with people whose character change when they've been on the bob is just you're like, whoa, you, what, what happened? Let, let me let me let me tell you about my experience with it. So I've never done it ever. When I moved abroad at the age of twenty, I knew very little about it, um, and suddenly it was everywhere. I worked in a bar that had thirty-one staff, and out of those thirty-one staff, two of us did not do it. Wow! And I battled nightly with people's character changing, yeah. um, with people wanting to fight me because I'd upset them because I'd said something out of line, and they were just basically off their heads. But I got used to it. And after about six months, I actually got respect off of all of them for not doing it. And a lot of them are like, well, how, how, you live in a nice apartment and, you you know, you've got a, you've got a car and you've got this, that and the other. I'm like, yeah, because I don't Mate. throw my, my wages up my, my, my money. I know, I know a geezer. He sold his dad's van. Yeah. To pay for his, um, my, my, attitude, yeah. my attitude towards it now, I've seen it ruin people's lives. I've seen people... That, that have been doing it for the last 20 years, and I'm not quite sure how they're still alive and still with us. <laughs> but ultim- totally. ultimately, ultimately, ultimately uh, exactly the same as Adrian said, if it's not affecting me directly, then get on with it. Do whatever you want to do. The moment you bring it into my area and it has an impact on my life, I've got a problem with it, and I will call you out on it. I stand in the club playing music and if on the rare occasion bearing in mind the room I'm, I'm playing in I'll see somebody chewing their face off whilst yeah. dancing to an 80s song and I'm literally <laughs> looking at them going what is wrong with you yeah what is wrong with you and and it I don't get to see it much I don't get involved with it I tended to stay away from nights and events where it's prevalent I've been to a few things that it's there and I know it's there do you know what? Carry on until that comes into my area and ruins the night I'm having, which it's done on occasions. I'm not bothered. Go and do what you want. And if you get nicked, you get nicked. If you get, you know, whatever happens to you, that's your lookout. Do you know what I think? When we when you have a future discussion about um, depression and mental health, I think this will link back to some of that as well. Uh, but I just wanted to. People, I just wanted to have a rant, and uh, as you yeah. can hear again, Nathan and uh, <laughs> and Adrian basically put the, uh, the sword to my throat and uh, reminded me of exactly you're how far such you're welcome victim. by the way you are such <laughs> yeah, a, victim. I am a victim okay so, but before you go okay I'd like not a top three just name me one moment of you DJing where you just thought the world stood still uh, 2005 Malia in Crete I was there every fortnight and I was there the same night as um Evan Snallen and Litmaster Mark, better known as Rat Pack. Uh, nice one man. particular week, Mark had pulled um, a muscle in his chest and they, they had to give him a cortisone injection because of the pain he was in. They did a two-hour set every week and he could only do an hour. And they asked me to play the other hour with Evan Snallen MC in. Now, bearing in mind, I started in the early 90s playing Happy Hardcore. Rat Pack were the gods. They're still the old school gods now. On that one night... I was the third member of Rat Pack and I played the second hour of their set with the tracks that I would have played myself, but a lot of them were their tracks and it was all old school. The place went absolutely mental and I had Evanson M- Allen MC in for me, which 
the following week, Mark still couldn't come back two weeks later, so they brought LSD with them instead. Now, that may mean nothing to you unless you're an old school. Writer. Oh, LSD, but, yeah. But I, but I got to be LSD that previous fortnight, that week before, and I got to DJ with Rat Pack for that hour, which for me was was just a massive moment. I've got more, but that's one standout for me. So Nathan Swift and Rat Pack on the same yeah. stage, smashing it in Malia. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Love that. Adrian, That's give me one. That's quite sick. Yeah, give me one. I don't think I got one. Oh, stop it. No, brother, I wasn't prepared for it. Okay, I'll give you one of mine. I'll give you one, okay? Okay. This is why this is, this is why, this is why. You, this you is have plenty of time. No, 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 no. I did have plenty of time. I did have plenty of time. You're right. Adrian, you can do yours next episode. Series two, we're going to have Adrian's, one of his peak moments. Is that cool? All right, we'll do that. Right. So I am going to throw in mine, and I'll tell you what it was. It was, we are at the old KCC site at Notting Hill Carnival. It's 1996. We're using vinyl. You know all about that, Nathan. Um, oh, cheers for the disrespect, mate. No, I didn't, you know. Adrian, but, but, you know all about vinyl as well, buddy. Don't worry about it. Thank you very much, Nathan. No, but, but, when, when, it's, when it's a, a hot, sunny day, you're out in vinyl, you've walked through a massive crowd to get and climbed up two stages to get to the turntables. Yeah, vinyl suddenly becomes a real pain in the backside. It always was, mate. Not just when you're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember walking down one end of Boxer Street to the other with a massive oh bag of vinyl. Oh, my God. So I get up on stage. Um, and uh, I, I again, I was given the honour of playing for KCC, but it was much different then. You went on and Keith would let you play two or three tunes. And as soon as you played a Duff tune, you were off. Like, off. So he had friends who'd come over from Holland and they'd play. They'd be seven tunes in, off. they played two bad tunes in a row or two mediocre tunes. I'm like, oh my God, it's now my turn. And I'm not joking, I was so scared. So I go to put the stylus on the tune. I can't put it on because I can't stop shaking. All I see in front of me, because you're like probably... 20 foot up in the air and you can see this massive corner probably 4,000 people something like that three three four thousand people and i'm like this is 96 and i'm like okay but monitor it was so loud you can't mix because it's so loud you don't actually know what you're hearing so you, you're asking to turn it down and nobody understands why you want to turn it down and i'm just like oh, this is this, this oh god oh god down down below me is all the park end doorman from the 90s they are all there so half the Oxford crew there, you're talking about 40, 50 people right in front of you amongst all these people. And I'm like, this, this, oh no, I can't get this wrong. So I go on and um, I try and ease myself. I remember playing To Be In Love by Masters at Work. So of course that rocked. But I played this Todd Terry remix of a track called I, uh, I Need You Now. That rocked. The third tune, uh, third, fourth tune, I can't remember. Then I get to this other tune. I told Keith about the tune and said, you really need this. Keith would always say to me, KCC would always say to me, look, stop telling me about tune, just play the tune. Go through the gears, go through the gears. And that stays with me right until now, go through the gears. So I get there and I'm like, right, I think I'm ready to do this. This track's got a really long, long intro. And I'm thinking, I've got to hold this mix now and try and make this work. So it keeps going, it keeps going, it keeps going. Can I guess the track? Go on then. I was going to say Underworld, Born Slippy. No, never. I've only played 90, that twice. I've only, you said ninety six. Yeah, ninety six. I've only played that tune twice, probably twice ever. Um, Ultra I guess, three. No, that was about ninety. Don't mess up the story, man. Yeah. So I get, I get, <laughs> I get to a crux. It's got to be ninety six. I get to the crux of it. Get to the tune, and I, the drums filter out, and then the girl just goes, "Sugar Daddy." Set me free, sugar daddy, come to me. And then the drums go, and that's exactly what happened. And do you know what happened, Nathan? We're stood there now. The crowd goes absolutely, I can't even, I've never seen anything like it. Keith looked at me, I'm looking at him. Everybody's looking at me. Everybody's like just going crazy. This guy climbs a lamppost. This is no joke. <laughs> He's dancing on top of the lamppost, whether it's bent over. We had to stop the music and like, mate, 
get off the lamppost. It was just something out of this world. Then I had to start it again from the beginning. And it, it was it was like watching a, a bomb go off. The place just went off. And that was just before. It would be probably 18 months before we had the proper term UK garage. But back then, we started calling it chip shop. And that is for another day. Cool story, bro. <laughs> 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 so Adrian, you're gonna come, come correct. Oh, that's not a problem. I just gotta remember, that's all. So gentlemen, cool. thank you very much. Catch you guys later. Okay, I'll catch you later. Right. Enjoy enjoy your bank holiday. It'll be exactly the same as every other day. <laughs> <laughs> Today is gonna be the day when I throw it all back to you. Sorry, I got lost in the world of ISIS songs. <laughs> Cheers for listening. Catch up soon and please subscribe. That'd be great. Thanks a lot.